Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And today's episode, I'm going to talk about capping your Roth IRA. And God, hard to believe it's been about five years since Senator Widener of Oregon proposed his Retirement Improvement and Savings Enhancement Act, RISE, which part of that RISE Act was a proposal to cap Roth IRAs at $5 bucks, and also to prevent uh, backdoor you know, Roth or Roth conversions, I should say, uh, above a certain income threshold. Now, the RISE Act didn't go anywhere, really. There was just not a lot of momentum. Um, in Congress to get that passed. No Republican was going to support it. So it kind of died. Uh, the draft was released September uh, 2016. And I remember uh, it was September 8th. I remember that day uh, vividly because uh, at that point there was, I thought, a chance that the um, cap would stick. And the whole concept behind capping a Roth IRA was born out of a government accountability office report that was released in 2014. And I've written a bunch of blogs and Forbes articles and done some podcasts on that. But in that uh, accountability office report, the GAO report, they mentioned and they focused it on large Roth IRAs, founder stock, carried interest in a Roth IRA, how some taxpayers were using the system to generate uh, enormous tax-free Roth IRA accounts. And the um, report went through a bunch of examples. It it went through the Peter Thiel example and actually stated that it um, tried to audit, uh, or it did audit the account, but uh, was not successful in in pursuing any tax avoidance claims and and it didn't find anything. Um, So, and anyways, I, I recommend people taking a look at it. It is quite long, but, you can go in and search around the document. If you search for founder stock, four or five really good pages explaining you know, what the IRS has seen and how they're attacking it. And essentially, they got two weapons or two bullets they can use, right? They got prohibited transaction and value. So it's hard to argue prohibited transaction on, on something if you own less than 50% of a company. So then their second um, mode of operations was, is basically arguing value, you, you put a undervalued asset into your Roth IRA, overstuffed it, and we're going to argue excise tax and, and blow up the IRA. So they weren't able to do that in, in that case. But we've learned and from, from that report basically what their strategy is to attack Roth IRAs. But before I got off to that tangent, what the GAO report did say is that approximately six to 10,000 taxpayers had IRAs over 5 million bucks. Okay, so even if that number has grown to 20,000, um, we're still talking about a super small number, right? There's 53 million IRAs out there, $32 trillion in retirement money. Uh, are we really going to start passing legislation to stop 20,000 people accumulating tax-free accounts when they didn't generate any deductions, so the Treasury didn't lose any particular revenue? And 
again, those Roth IRAs eventually will, will they are being used uh, to fund other investments, whether it's startups uh, that hire uh, people or fund real estate deals or, or other types of uh, investments. They do add uh, capital to our economy and they are an important source of capital. So, um, and again, ultimately they will be subject to a state tax. So the IRS will down the road get some money uh, from these Roth IRAs. But Senator Weiner back in 2016 said, enough's enough. I want to cap this stuff. Uh, I don't think it's right. And uh, I'll quote some language um, f- from his bill and basically said uh, the system needs a dose of fairness when it comes to retirement savings. And it comes down and starts with cracking massive Roth IRAs um, based on assets from sweetheart inside deals, even though we know that's not true. Um, he didn't... Mo- Deal or, or any insider paid value. Generally, there's there's no guarantees, right? If you invest in a hedge fund or a private equity, there's no guarantee that the fund will do well. There was no guarantee when Teal invested in PayPal that it was going to be a success. How many companies fail? So I think it's it's a improper uh, fictional type of argument to make that. These are just guaranteed sweetheart deals where there's no risk because that's just not the case. But in any event, um, will this cap pass, right? Can Widener pass a cap on Roth IRAs? Now, he is part of, uh, he's a senator, and he is part of the Joint Committee on Taxation, uh, which is a nonpartisan committee and um, that uh, was established under the Revenue Act of 1926. And essentially, it's um, you know bipartisan, and it interacts with members of Congress and tax writing committees uh, about high-level um, you know, tax-related um, subjects um, where where legislation could be driven from, and it's closely involved in, in various aspects of, of tax legislative process. So he's a powerful senator. We know he's focused on capping Roth IRAs. The question is, is there any momentum? Uh, the Ways and Means Committee, which is responsible for, for budgets and taxation, um, I don't know if they're going to have enough um, momentum to get this done. Um, the ProPublica article, which was you know, published in June 25th, uh, and I've spoken at length about it. I, I've written blogs. I, I've done a bunch of YouTube videos on it. Um, that's been the catalyst, right? Everyone's waking up saying, oh, my God, Peter Thiel has $5 billion or so in a Roth IRA. It's unfair. How could someone have so much wealth in a tax-free account? And unfortunately, not everyone knows the rules and, and understands that what he did was perfectly legal. They just see the facts uh, without the context and say, 2000 bucks to $5 billion, it's impossible, it's illegal, it's ridiculous, can't be done. Well, he's the exception, trust me. There's a handful of people with $100 million plus in a Roth IRA. And again, just to um, compound on this point, nothing's done illegally. When you get lucky and make investments, uh, and they do well, and you do it in a Roth IRA. I mean, that's what the um, system says, right? If they wanted to cap Roth IRAs, they could have. If they wanted to stop Roth IRAs from investing in private equity or alternative assets, they could have, right? When 1997, when Roth IRAs were created, became part of Section 408A of the code, they could have done things. They did it. So don't blame Thiel, blame Congress, blame President Clinton at the time. Um, don't blame uh, investors. So. Weiner's on a warpath. Um, he, he commented as soon as the article came out, basically saying, we're going to look at this again. I'm going to bring back my potential cap 
um, like I did in the Rise Act. Um, and again, it's something he feels strongly about. He thinks that um, you know, mega millionaires are taking advantage of the rules, and this was the Roth IRA was there for to help the working people save, and and the super rich and smart are taking advantage of a very tax advantageous account. Which, again, to to blame a few thousand people for ruining it for everyone seems kind of unfair. Now, again, I don't think this cap's a big deal. Uh, I'm against the cap. I don't think it's positive uh, in any environment to cap uh, wealth. Do you cap someone's insurance? Oh my God, you can't take so much life insurance. Like uh, you can buy term life insurance for 20 million bucks and it hardly costs you anything. Should we cap people? Uh, do they know they're gonna die? Is that good? Do we wanna cap people's wealth? Do you wanna cap how big businesses are? Uh, I, I think marketplace takes care of itself when it comes to business. And I'm not a big believer in capping people's uh, wealth. Doesn't seem to be American, uh, aligned with American values. But if they capped it at 20 million or 10 million or 100 million, I can live with it. You're going to impact 10 people in the whole United States. Is it worth even my time talking about this on a podcast? I don't believe so. Um, so that's what I would tell you, Senator Weiner, if I, uh, Wyden, excuse me, if I met him for a drink, I would say um, you're wasting your time. Um, you're, you're going to target a few thousand people. It's, it's theater. You're not going to really uh, do anything of substance to change anything or generate much tax revenue. Um, so, um, that's kind of my thought. Um, if you're going to cap it, then, then move the cap to 50 million or a hundred million. Um, go after the super, super billionaire rich, uh, center wide and don't go after uh, the little guy who got lucky over the last 30 years and built uh, a rollover 401k. Let's say he worked at Apple. He turned $600,000 when he was 40 years old into 5 million. That's possible. Why should we penalize him or her? So if you're going to cap 5 million is way too low. Cap it at 100 million, uh, and I, I'll live with it. But that would be my um, uh, opinion and my counter to his 5 million cap. Um, I hope it doesn't pass. I don't think it's going to pass, actually. I just don't think there's enough interest and momentum. Uh, summer will roll on. People will forget about this ProPublica article. Um, maybe Senator Warren won't either. She, she's come on record saying this thing needs to stop. Um, she's going after, she wants to levy taxes on net worth over 50 million. We know that her proposals went when she was running for president. So um, we'll see. Obviously, you know, there is a portion of the Democratic Party that's you know, very bent on, on doing this. I'm not sure it's mainstream enough. I don't know if many Democrats want to touch this. I have some contacts in the Ways and Means Committee, both on, on both sides of the aisle. And they basically said, ah, we'll see what happens. It's not something we're you know, extra focused on. Because again, it's only impacting a handful of people across the country. There's a lot more important stuff that needs to be done from a tax policy standpoint, I believe, than going after your know, Roth IRAs for, for the super rich, who again, didn't do anything wrong uh, to begin with. So um, I think capping is unfair. Um, and I, I, again, hope it doesn't pass. But uh, I, if I had to give a percentage chance, I'd say under under 10%. Uh, I, re I really don't think it's going to happen, especially when you have elections coming up in the House next year. Just don't think this is going to be something they're going to do. And the other thing is when it comes to retirement account legislation, both sides like it to be bipartisan. Generally, the Ways and Means Committee usually gets stuff done bipartisan. We saw that with the SECURE Act. We've seen it with SECURE Act 2.0, which never uh, came to be law, but it, it could, and it had bipartisan support and, and currently does. So could they stick this in as part of it? 
Maybe. I don't think they will, um, but that's just my uh, opinion. So there you go. Um, if you are a constituent of Oregon and you agree with me, let Senator Wyden know. <laughs> let him know that, hey, if you want to cap it, cap it at a billion or, or 500 million. But why penalize the person that did what they were supposed to do and saved since they were young and, and used the system of, of tax deferral and compounded interest to generate returns and did it in a Roth IRA? Why should we penalize um, that taxpayer? That just doesn't seem right. I also suggest check out the GAO report. Yeah, it's from 2014, it's, but it's interesting. And uh, don't, you don't need to read the full 70 or 80 pages, but if you just do an edit fine for founder stock, there's five, six pages of, of really interesting um, information that uh, if you're um, interested in this topic and learning how uh, Peter Thiel's of the world were able to do this legally and what the IRS could potentially do to attack it, uh, I think it's worth the read. So there you go. Um, it's funny, we've, we've moved on from Mitt Romney, now we're on to Peter Thiel, we'll see. ProPublica's got a lot of this data. There was some leak in the IRS, uh, whoever did this or whatever group of people did this, clearly were targeting uh, certain rich people because they accumulated all this data. And I said this before, the IRA information is found in a 5498 form, which is not attached to a 1040. So it took some work to aggregate all this taxpayer data, which is was done illegally. So ProPublica decided this was important from a public policy standpoint, I assume, or, or public uh, information need to uh, violate uh, you know, taxpayers' privacy, uh, which is, a, is an issue, right? You, when you submit your tax return, it's supposed to be private. Uh, the only way someone can get it is through a subpoena or if you consent to providing it. And, and this information was stolen uh, from people without their knowledge and was published uh, by ProPublica. So um, take uh, it what it is worth. Um, but um, I do know that his, his IRA is in the billions. I have firsthand knowledge of that. Um, so I'm, I'm not discounting that, but um, I'm not sure a, a cap is really the answer. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, it's been fun. Um, I hope I don't have to do this one again. I'd rather talk about something else then capping people's retirement accounts just seems wrong to do. But that's my opinion. If you disagree, I, I totally respect that. Um, you know, that, that's just what makes America great. So I uh, hope your summer's going well. Uh, thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe because you'll get notifications every Wednesday when I drop a new Adam Talks. And you can also find this on YouTube or anywhere else you listen and watch podcasts. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching if you are watching. And uh, talk to everyone again next week. Take care.